This is The Instigators, presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We are going to overtime! Welcome to the weekly podcast with Marty. I'm Brian, and we have an incredibly special guest this week. Marty, when you hear the name Dominic Hashik, what do you think of? Dominator, uh, greatest of all time. He's, yes, he's number one in my book, and I, I have a really strong argument for it. And also the fact that I beat him. I beat him in a game in the NHL. I used to beat him in practice because he didn't care. Oh, no, that's not true. He cared. That he is wanted so to not win. true. He, he <laughs> wanted to win, but I always somehow found a way to beat him. Like if we did three on three games, mm-hmm. um, if we did shootout games, I don't know why. Maybe that was me trying to over achieve or something but um i did beat him maybe it was only once but anyway i beat him once are there numbers that jump out when you think of dom um save percentage um the one month i think it was december of 98 or 99 he had like all these shutouts i remember Mm -hmm. i came to a game i was in rochester i drove up to a game and people were like oh my goodness he's had so many shutouts this month it's incredible and i was looking at the league the amount of shutouts Dom had in December was what all the goalies had usually in the year. Like that was just incredible. So yeah. that comes, uh, that comes with the save percentage for sure. For sure. The, jer- the Jersey number 39 is, is one that he certainly made uh, immensely famous. And you're right. The save percentage as the, as the guy that made a nine thirty save percentage, the norm, um, really still remarkable to this day in in the nineties where guys scored goals. Right. And then mid to late nineties, it started to drop off a little bit in the scoring. uh, But he still was just spectacular when guys were still scoring 60, 65, 70 goals a year. Folks, when you're serious about the game, bet on Buffalo at the only sports books in Western New York, Seneca resorts and casinos, their betting counters are open daily and self-service betting kiosks are available 24 seven at all three locations. So whether you visit Seneca, Niagara, Allegheny or Buffalo Creek, the sports lounge features the latest lines and multiple screens. So you never miss a play the sports book at Seneca resorts and casinos where the love of the game meets the thrill of the win. Dominic, it's always great to see you. Uh, we need to ask everybody this at this time. How are you? What's new? There's certain new things, you know. I enjoy my life, first of all. And actually, the, probably what the people don't know or what is most interesting, I have a newborn son. He's today four years, I mean, four years, four, four weeks old. Yep. So this is the probably the newest thing in my life. And... Uh, and actually, what is new, I'm back in Buffalo. You know, I couldn't be in Buffalo for two years almost because of the pandemic. So I am glad to be back and, and enjoy to do what I, what I like. Okay, so one thing that you like to do now that I don't know if you ever did when you were playing is hunting. Like you like to go bird pheasant hunting. So, so when did that start? How did you start with the hunting? You know, Marty, it started about... Actually, my dog is eight years old. Actually, I have two dogs, but the older yep. one is eight years old. And, and I bought a hunting dog and I say, okay, now I have a hunting dog, so, so I, should be, I should be the hunter. <laughs> so I'll go with my dogs hunting. But to understand, I don't go deer hunting. I don't go pig hunting. I'll do, usually I do pheasants or ducks or, uh, or rabbits. 
you know, okay. it's a small animals because I have the English setter and Hungarian setter, which is Vizsla. So these are these dogs you, you like to go for these small animals hunting. So I don't know, you know, I just enjoy it. I like to go into the woods or to the fields with my dogs and, and I just like it, you know, it's hard to explain. Like I enjoy to play hockey now. I like to go once in a while hunting. <laughs> Dom, did you ever have a thought of being a hunter in your youth? Like, was anyone in your family in that? Like, how did you, how did you get to this point? No, my, my grandpa was sort of the farmer, but he liked to be, go with me to the forest, to the woods, you know, to the fields and explain to me about, about trees, about, uh, about everything, about birds and about animals. So, so a little bit, he, he taught me about it, but he wasn't the hunter. And like I say, you know, I didn't know, I didn't know about it too much. However, when I bought this kind of dog, English setter, you know, I, I don't know if you know how it looks, but he's, he likes to be in the woods. He likes to be on the field and hunt and bring you the, bring you the small animals. So I bought it and I say, you know, I, I'd like to make him happy. And so that I, I got a test. It's not so easy, actually. It's not so easy like in the United States. You just buy for 10 bucks or 50 bucks the license, you got a license. In Czech, I really had to go to this, I say school. It was the whatever, once a week, you know, for like three or four months. And then I had to pass the test. I think it was six exams, six exams from different stuff. Yeah. So it's about seven years ago, I became the hunter. And, and like I say, without my dog, I wouldn't be probably the same hunter like I am. <laughs> well, I also know that you're, you know, pretty famous in Czech Republic. So you go everywhere with your dogs, right? If you go to lunch or go to dinner, your dogs come with you and they, no? Used to be like that, Marty. Maybe we, uh, were, we were talking like five years ago. It used to be like that. So, but now I have two dogs. And yeah. the reason was I was carrying him, I mean, bringing him everywhere for the lunch, for the meetings, because I felt bad to leave him at home. If you look at his, uh, his, uh, his eyes, yeah. I felt bad about it. So I got second dog. Now when I leave in them at home, actually they are outside dogs, you know, on the property. Yeah. So I feel much better. So I don't bring him for the lunch anymore, very rarely. <laughs> okay, well, let's go from Dominic the Hunter to the Dominator and get some hockey questions and some stuff. So I have a question that always I wanted to ask you and I never did. Why did you always keep the helmet and cage and never went to a mask? Like, why never change to the mask? So, Marty, you never asked me. I no, never. Me. No, never. Never. Okay, you never asked me. This I was question. too scared to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I try to explain. Is any helmet here like that? No, I don't see a helmet around me. Uh, just first of all, I play with this helmet as a kid. Yep. And I grew up with the same helmet, with the same cage. You know, the cage a little bit changed. But and what I like most about the helmet, I play with. It was stuck to my, to my to my head. So when I was moving from side to side, it was move, moving with me, you know, even if I move very fast, it stick like that. The helmet you play with, I tried once or twice, 
I just hate it because when you move your, my head very fast, it always, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, it was sliding. It was sliding I, a little. And I hated it. It was one thing. Other thing it was, I had a helmet here very tight to my to my head. Yeah. The cage was a little bit in front of me. It didn't touch me here. And okay. When I was sweating, I hated anything touching me right here. It was not comfortable. So it was the other reason. And one more reason, when I moved my head very far to my shoulders, I felt with helmet you play with, it had a little bit longer here. Yep. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the longer chin, yeah. Longer chin, yeah. And when I moved to side to side, when let's say when the puck was behind the net and I moved, I felt like I am touching my shoulder and it moves on my in front of my chin. So yep. there were a few reasons and I that's why I stick with the old-fashioned helmet or whatever you call it and I never went to the I tried twice I know sometimes one time in like 93 and then second times around 96 97 but I said no Dom every goaltender in your era and and maybe even now still experiences a little change in the equipment and the pictures tell the story your equipment got bigger and bigger and bigger now probably not as big as Patrick was but it did get bigger and bigger and bigger. What was that no, like I, for you? I, I, I had to adjust. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't the leader in the NHL, but I saw you, I had to adjust. <laughs> I know, but what amazes me about you is how slender you looked when you started making your mark in the league. And I'm just wondering, like, as the equipment got bigger, did it ever feel different to you? And did it ever like, did, do you really think that it helped you? Like it probably helped some goalies who weren't as athletic as you? It did help me. Let's, let's be honest. It did help me. But like I said, when Mike Richter, I think he was the first one who brought such a huge white pads. I still remember in New York. Patrick Roa was one of them, of course. Yep. And some other goalies. So I... I did the same thing. I, I told the company, you know, make it one inch long, wider. Second year, they were two inches wider. Third year, they were maybe three inches each wider. I don't know exactly. <laughs> and it was, I think, year 96, 97 or 95, 96 was the year where we played with a huge jerseys. Yep. I looked like <clears throat> Spider-Man or whatever. I could make a save. White pads, blacker was like twice bigger. Or, I don't want to say twice, but you know, Marty, what, yep. what was it like? So 96, 97 year or 95, 96 was the year where we played the biggest, I mean, widest equipment ever. And after that, the NHL started to slowly cut it to the smaller one. And I didn't care. I was actually happy. You know, I, if they checked it, if the rule was same for everyone, it was the best thing that could happen for every goal. I mean, at least for me. So I didn't mind at all. But like 90s, especially years like 93, 94, 95, 96, 96, 97. Wow. You made like this and the jersey was from here to here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rip, Rip was really good at making sure that the uh, jerseys were the bigger and bigger and bigger. He and always he, worked. We were a little cheating. Everybody was a little cheating. <laughs> I know one year I play. They, during the season, they made the block a little bit smaller for one inch. Yeah. I don't remember exactly, but they checked us only before the game and after the game. Yeah. I remember it was like about 20 games. I played the whole game with bigger glove. And last 
exactly the last time out they waiting with a smaller graph on the bench and I change it. And yeah. NHL, they found out that I'm changing, I'm switching the glove at, at the last uh, at the last time out of the game, and they called the Sabres and they told me, don't do it, Dominic. So I, <laughs> but I've done it like, I have to say that, I've done it like for 20 games, but but that, that's it, yeah. And well, later, it shifted us even better, even during the intermission and all the time, so, which was good. Actually, it was good for a game of hockey. Yeah, no, it was really good because um, some goalies needed the equipment. You didn't need it, which leads me to the MasterCard commercial that it was, you know, like a blocker is $200, a glove is $200, a pads are $800. Having a slinky for a spine was priceless. Um, number one, I hope they paid you a lot of money. And number two... Is, are people still asking you about the commercial, the slinky for a spine? Do people still remember that? I think the people in Buffalo, they remember it. Yeah. Uh, the people in Czech, they don't ask me about it. They ask me different questions about my style. Yeah. But I still remember this commercial. You know what was best about this commercial? I didn't have to do anything. Only sign the contract. I know my agent sent me the contract. I signed it because they grabbed all the all the stuff from the NHL. Yeah. And I know it was for Visa MasterCard. MasterCard, yeah. MasterCard, yeah. yeah. But I like the commercial. It, not only hockey, but uh, baseball and football, you know. They always say something, and on the end, they said something special, and they say priceless. Yeah. You remember? Yeah. 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 It really was a, a great campaign, yeah. and and, and, it, and variations of it lasted. And, you know, it's, it's still kind of the, the thing that people think about it. I mean, you see... You see fans create replica type signs yeah. in the arena still yep. to this day. What a great last. Hey, you just mentioned baseball. What other sports like were you really passionate about that you loved attending in person? You know, that, that, you know, you, you're a, an elite athlete, but I'm sure you have great respect for the elite athletes of other sports. It definitely. Uh, first of all, let me say one thing. I came from, Europe in 1990. I was 25 years old and American sport is a little bit different. Some of them. American football, I didn't know anything about it. Baseball rules, whoa. I tell you one thing. I thought the pitcher is playing with the, uh, with the hitter. Yeah, <laughs> the I same saw him back on my TV and I thought, how, how, come, how come he cannot hit it? Like, if I talk <laughs> to him, like, and later on, I found out that the catcher and I mean, not catcher, the hitter and the catcher play against each other. Yeah. So, <laughs> I know it looks funny, but say it was in 1990. I thought they played together. <laughs> <laughs> but so was you? Were you? Were you a Formula One fan, race car, you soccer? Know, what was it? Let me say one thing. I became big uh, baseball fan. You know. Oh yeah. And I, I I have some memorabilia, memorabilia from from uh, from old time baseball i have it in my house on the walls you know like players like babe ruth or joe dimaggio and and mickey mantle ted williams you know i i never saw them play but i have them their memorabilia but i was pretty i was pretty big atlanta fan and yankees fan not as much boston fan you know yankees you know when they were good yeah with Derek jeter and who was there Closing, closing pitcher. Uh, Rivera. Rivera. Oh, Rivera. Yeah. He was the best closer. Yeah. Dom, I, a big, a big I saw um, 
Chris Osgood at the arena the other day, and he said, you dragged him to a San Francisco Giants the night before a playoff game in San Jose, and you wanted to meet Barry Bonds. So did you ever go on the field and meet him? He said, he said it was such a fun experience. But yeah, you went to a San Francisco Giants before a San Jose playoff game. I remember we've had a certain playoffs game. I mean, during playoffs, you know, yeah. because it's summertime already, it's June. So we went to see a few a few games. I don't remember if it was in San Francisco, San Jose, or in Texas where we played against Dallas, or where it was in Colorado. We were seen also uh, one of the baseball games. Definitely, I didn't meet with Barry, uh, Barry Barnes, so I don't. Oh, okay, <laughs> <laughs> just wasn't sure. Uh, hey, listen, I got a couple of this or that. So I this is basically I'm going to give you two options. And you have to pick one or the other, okay? So it's very simple. So I remember you wearing two equipment company, Bauer and TPS. So which one did you like better, Bauer or TPS, this or that? Great answer. Uh, TPS, you know, they were closer to me. They were, they were helping me as much as they could. So I, I have to, even I didn't win the gold medal, Olympic gold medal with TPS, it was with Bauer. I have to go with TPS. Okay. Two things that you said a lot on the ice. You said, hi, guy, hi, guy. You always wanted to yell for the hi, guy in the offensive zone. And you yelled, must see, must see a lot. Uh, which one did you yell most? Must see or hi, guy? I would say must see. Can you give us a little must see right here? Come on. <laughs> 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 uh, and who was who was your toughest coach? Was it Mike Keenan, Lindy Ruff, or Scotty Bowman? Which one was the toughest coach? I have to go with Mike Keenan because just because it was the year I came to the to the NHL, I had no idea what's going on. I didn't know what he's talking about. But no, all three guys, great coaches. You know, sometimes uh, about Mike Keenan, you know. They talk about him as a crazy guy, and maybe he was crazy, but he was he was good guy. I like him, and you know what? He was the one who traded me to Buffalo. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he's, he's crazy Ruff, for know, that. And Lindy Ruff, you know, I had best years with him. So, and Scotty Bowman, of course, the first in Lake Cup. You know, he, Scotty Bowman was very special. Let's make it this way. But you know, yeah. he's he was great coach. That's all I got for this or that, Duffer. So you can ask well, a question. Let, let me piggyback. <laughs> let, let me piggyback off, off of that and all the different cities that you called home, but also the cities that you visited in your time in North America. Did you love going to certain cities more than others? Not really. Not, no? No, no. I didn't. I like to go to Florida. You know, just because of the warm weather and especially in winter time, it was yeah. nice to be in Florida and spend there a few days. However, I didn't really care. For me, it was all about hockey and, and win the game. So people ask me this question very often. Who was your favorite team to play against or what city? And I say, I don't really care. Mm -hmm. I know I had good numbers, I think, against Rangers. I... But you have to look at the stats. I don't know. But I know I had a very good number against Rangers. Probably some other teams. You know, it wasn't easy to play in 90s against Mario Lemieux and Jaromir Jagr. I hated to play in 90s, you know, against, against this team. There was so much talent offensively. 
But overall, I didn't care too much. Marty didn't uh, well, like then why the why was I I was gonna say why was I always the one playing the games in Montreal? Did you have a lot a lot of fun in Montreal? And did you need did you need a night off in Montreal? Is that how it worked? I don't remember Marty. <laughs> <laughs> hey Dom, was were the Calgary Olympics your first time to North America? No, not really. Actually, I was uh, my first time in America. I don't know if I was 15 or 16, but I was first time with a junior junior team, like, but not junior 20 years old. I was really 15 or 16 years old. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was the youngest kid on the team. So the rest of the team was 16. I think I was 15 and we play like eight exhibition exhibition, I would say games around Toronto area. Mm-hmm. And next year I was 16. We were in British Columbia. So, no, I went and I played Canada Cup 1984. Yeah, we were terrible. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I gave up seven goals against Canada that year. So, (laughs) (laughs) I played first time against Wayne Gretzky and Ray Burke. And Mike Bossy was on the team. I think he scored one goal. So, it was first time I played. So, I went before in Canada a few times. Yeah. What do you, you remember? You, what do you remember about the Olympics in Calgary? Calgary, oh, it was not very good experience. You know, we, I tell, no, we finished fifth, or I, I mean, not one of the worst tournaments I ever played. And I know, actually, what I remember very well. The last game, last game, we no, not last game, last but one, we play against Finland, and we beat them easily. And about ten seconds left. Somebody shoot a slap shot and hit me right above the pet into my knee. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. And and the next day I I said, like the trainer, I said, I cannot bend my knee. I cannot play. <laughs> But the other goalie was injured from the practice. So so somebody hit him on the wrist and he couldn't hold the stick, like in the morning skate or day before. I don't remember. So they told me, you have to play. And I play. And And we lost Canada that game, like 4-2 or something. I, I didn't play well, but, but so anyway, so, uh, you know, there are some tournaments you feel not very good about, and it was one of them, but I play some tournaments I feel good about, and we won the gold medal, so. Dom, you, you have such a vivid memory of things that have happened like 40 years ago, right? So I, it's easy to remember big saves, and sometimes we like to forget goals, Like if you close your eyes and I tell you, oh, um, you know, playoffs against uh, Montreal in 98, like, can you remember moments in 98 when you guys swept the Montreal Canadiens? Like, do you remember vivid moments from, from every year? No, you sort of, I think we, we won four zip. Yeah. Yeah. And was. I think Andy Moog was playing for them. He was. Last season. And then Jose Theodore played <laughs> too. And Jose Theodore came, uh, changed him, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and we beat them. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy game, but we beat them for, for Zip, I think. We won in 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 Montreal. We beat yep. them. Yeah. You know what? No, to be honest, there are certain situations I remember. There are certain goals I regret. But on the end of the day, you remember the nice things. You know, yeah. that's all you remember most when we won as a team because this is the best feeling in hockey. I say, you know, to to be there with your friends, with your teammates, you know, and have this great feeling after the game or 
or after the war, when you win the first or second round or third round or or even the fourth round of the playoffs. It's, nothing is better in... Or, or the Olympics with yeah. uh, with your buddy Schmelly, with uh, Czech Republic and the shootout against Canada. Like, do you still, like, if you close your eyes, can you still remember seeing Ray Bork come down on, on a shootout? Do you know what he did, his move? Marty, I remember Olympics probably most or very well, but one of the reasons is I've been living in Czech, Czech Republic last uh, 12 years, and yeah. and they still talk about the Olympics. You know, this is something the Czech people will never forget. Actually, <laughs> we have election this year, about two months ago, one month ago, okay, whatever. Election like like for US president, same yeah. election for prime minister. And it was so funny that one group of the people won and they were celebrating and they compare it to Nagano, to our gold medal. Like they told them like, what is it like? And they say, this is, you know what? And the politician, the head, the, the leader yeah. said, you know, this is like, let me think, this is like to win in Nagano. <laughs> so so yeah. to the people in Czech, they still, everybody remember when we won the gold medal in Nagano and, and they show you once a while on TV. And so I have to be honest, I still remember every penalty shot from uh, who started it, uh, Flery. Yep. Uh, Ray Burke was the second. Eric Lindros was the no. Joe Newendike was the third. Eric Lindros he the post, and last one was uh, Brendan Shanahan. You know, so like I say, from the big games when you win, you remember better from yeah. than from the bad games when you lose. <laughs> Every time we have the opportunity to talk to you, I always have to go back and double check all the awards that you won. Because I can, it, it's still a little bit hard to believe the number of Vesnas, the number of first team all stars, the Jennings, the Cups, and the sheer numbers of it all. But when it comes to the actual individual awards, and you piqued my curiosity when you talked about baseball memorabilia, what do you do with all your personal hardware collection? Like, where do you keep all that? I. Okay, so you talk about individual trophies, individual, not about the cups, not about the gold. I keep the gold medal, certain place, definitely. No, but I actually right now, all my NHL trophies, including the Linz, uh, no, it was Pearson, Lester yep. Pearson yep. award, which mm -hmm. was from the, from the players, which is very special. Uh, we have Czech Hockey Hall of Fame, and I gave it to them, not did, I borrowed loan them. it, yeah. Loan them or whatever. Yeah, yeah borrow them. <clears throat> so now, right now, if you go to check, they are displayed in Czech Hockey Hall of Fame. So just so people they can go there and they see how many guys. They are my pets over there, my skates, my stick, and all the trophies. So right now they are displayed in Hockey Hall of Fame in the Czech Republic. So that is in Prague. So if I go to Prague, I can walk around and say, <gasps> "I know Dom. Let me in." No problem, Marty. No problem. <laughs> anyway, it's right next to the, there is uh, Arena O2, we call it O2 yep. Arena for 14,000 people. I know, 18,000, 17.5 or so. Uh, have you ever been there or no? I've been to Prague one time with uh, Team Canada for the, like we played exhibition games for, uh, actually it was with the Rangers we went. So yeah, it was, so it was awesome. Building. Yeah, I yeah. Was there a game, 2-1, somebody won. Did you win or lose? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I had a shutout. I remember that one. I had a shutout. 
Are you serious? Who you play? Yeah. Bastard or who you play Tampa? No, we actually played the, the uh, Sparta Prague, um, the, the, the team there. But after that, it you was preseason. But after that, you play NHL game, didn't you? We ended up playing the games in Sweden. So we went up to Sweden after. So okay. that's where we played preseason there. But I loved it, Dom. I'm telling you, okay. beautiful city, beautiful arena. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was great. It was awesome. So there is a big stadium and the Hockey Hall of Fame is right. It's attached to the stadium. Just in case if the people won't go to see the hockey in Czech to play national team or team canada it's right next to the uh next to this big arena okay i have one 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 last question for me um and then duffer i'm sure you have more but just one just one okay so one for me one from duffer you had many teammates goalie teammates partners backups in your career i'm gonna take myself out of it because i we played two years together i think i was the best that you've ever had but Who was the one goalie partner that you just had such a good time with and you guys were good friends and the chemistry was there? Who's the one guy? You know what? It wasn't Eddie Belfort, even I admire Eddie. <laughs> I'm just joking, but it's, it's true, you know, Eddie was tough. Actually, Eddie was number one goalie. I was a backup goalie. Yeah. Uh, no, I'll go... I have one in mind, on mind yep. and I, I'll go with two probably. It's, yeah, it's, I definitely go with, with Chris Asgood. You know, we had good yep. time in, in, uh, in uh, my last two years in, in Detroit. Yep. But you know, the Rolly the goalie, you play with Rolly. Yeah, Rolly, Dwayne Rolson. Yeah, Rolly the goalie was, you know, I had good time with him. Steve Shields, he was good, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know what, if I have to pick one, let me pick one, I go with, with uh with Chris Asgood. Yeah. With Chris just because you know we I sort of retired from the NHL. We won the cup and we spent last two years together and 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 you know what we won the Jennings trophy my last mm -hmm. year in the NHL so it was the accomplishment. And he was too busy he didn't even show up in Toronto. I had to be there on the stage and talk about us. <laughs> 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 yeah, well, as you know, Ozzy does a lot of talking now for a living, just like Marty is. He's on the Detroit broadcast as well. Dom, I just really want to know, and I think it's on behalf of everybody that uh, has always been a fan of you. Um, what's next for you? You talked about, you know, a, a new baby boy, but what do you still want to accomplish? Is it politics? Is it what else in life do you want to do? You know what? Actually, right now I'm thinking what's, what's the next for, for me? Of course, there are some thinkings in my life. However, like you said, now for me, for next a few months, next year, for me, definitely is most important my newborn uh, kid, Jan, J-A-N. I don't know how to say English, Jan, probably. And this is most important thing for me right now. I mean, I have to pay attention and be the right dad, right father for him. And so these are my... That's what I want to focus next, next a few, at least a few months, a few years. And, but I, I definitely want to do something, you know, I don't know if in hockey or a politician, we'll see. But like I say, again, I have to go back to my newborn son and I want to be the best father for him. Uh, that's awesome, Dom. Well, listen, thank you for spending all this time with us. 
Uh, best of luck with everything. Enjoy your time in Buffalo and enjoy your time with your dogs hunting and with your newborn son. That is amazing. So I know there's a lot of people here in Buffalo that uh, still talk about number 39 and that and all the accomplishment. It's uh, you've been amazing. You've been amazing to me. So I, I just want to say thank you again for spending a, the time with us. Thank you also, guys. Thanks, Dom. Yeah, bye-bye. Marty, a sensational uh, chat with a very relaxed Dominic Hasek. I still can't believe we went down the cheating path as far as the equipment is concerned. Uh, that, not only that, <laughs> I can't believe he threw Eddie Belfort under the bus like that. That was fantastic. I don't think, I don't think they had a good relationship in the early days in Chicago. Yeah, I'm sorry to break your heart, but he does seemingly love Chris Osgood more than you. And I think it's amazing that in his last year, they were able to win the Jennings. You know, both of them are top 15 in NHL history and wins. I think it's pretty remarkable that they were a tandem when it all came to an end. I won the Jennings with Dominic Ashik as well. The only yeah. problem is I did not play 25 games that year, so I couldn't win the trophy. So here's how what we should do. Should call the league, make oh, the God. adjustment that I think 10 games, 10 or 15 is good enough for a backup. Then oh. retrospectively, I will mm -hmm. win the Jennings and then I will get my $100,000 I should have gotten as a bonus on my contract for a major award. How about that, Duffer? Can we uh, make that happen? It may be retrospective thinking, but it's retroactive in what the league would have to do, just so you know. Now, in the process of doing all of that, make sure you remind them to uh, send a 500 uh, souvenir stick to you as well. Oh, yeah, please. Uh, 500 stick souvenir would, uh, would definitely make up for the money I lost. <laughs> okay, time for the three stars. You're not going to believe this one. I'm going first, and number three belongs to Samantha and John. Yes, the first time oh. we were given a save-the-date wedding invitation on set at the arena just last week. A wedding next June in North Carolina, I believe. So, yep. uh, yes. on location, baby. We, we are going to have to make a trip on location. Number three for you. Oh, you want my number three star? Okay, I'm going to go. I was going to say the Anaheim Ducks, who are surprising everybody. Troy Terry, as we speak right now, 15-game point streak. Gets Lav a 1,000 point. Uh, Zegras is on fire. So I know you love that team, Duffer. So I didn't want to steal your thunder, but I figured I couldn't pass up the opportunity to say the Anaheim Ducks. Keep her going, number two. Okay, for me, number two is Leon Dreisaitl. Over a goal a game could definitely get to 50 and 50 this year if he keeps going. And so funny because we had Dominic on the podcast uh, on Friday night when the orders were in town, I sat with Dom, watched the game a little bit and he goes dry Like you don't see him. And then all of a sudden he has two goals and five scoring chance. Like that's how good he is. He's just not noticeable like McDavid, but can definitely produce at a high, high level. Number two for me is Leon dry Not no only way. leading the league in goals, but leading in power play goals and game-winning goals. And I firmly believe he is going to excite me to the level that Mike Bossy did when, in my childhood, Bossy became the first that I had witnessed to score 50 and 50. And I can't wait to see that moment come to fruition this year for Leon. I also think he's going to rival in all these years ahead and probably steal, if you will, some of the hardware that people are expecting was automatically going to go to McDavid, whether it's the heart, maybe it's more importantly, or more likely, I should say, the Art Ross, and definitely the Rocket Richard. So let's keep it going, yeah. Leon. You are a tremendous story to watch. As far as number one, 
Yeah, you stole my thunder. But guess what? I'm going to keep pumping Troy Terry's tires until his streak (laughs) comes to an end, baby. I don't care if it's a secondary assist on a long-range goal that looked like it was from the 80s by Cam Fowler. Troy Terry's the man. That was a terrible goal by, uh, by the way, given up by Vitek Vanacek. But, hey, it was not only P- Terry's point streak. It was Getzlaff 1,000 NHL point on Fowler's goal. Okay, great pick on the first star. My first star, because it's a goalie podcast this week, it's Dustin Tokarski. He's not the dominator, but Ticker is pretty good as well. And, again, sitting with Dominic Ashek on Friday, last Friday against the Oilers, he was looking at Tokarski, and he's like, the equipment's so different. I mean, he moves different. His arms are, it was so funny. He was intrigued by the man that is Dustin Tokarski. And then he followed up with an unbelievable performance at Pittsburgh. So my first star is Dustin Tokarski. Well said. And we have big shoes to fill moving forward on the Instigators Overtime podcast on the heels of the great Dominic Hasek, who, oh, by the way, just dive into his numbers some point. Six Vesna trophies. Nobody's had more since that award became an individual as opposed to a team award. Six first team all-star selections. Again, no goaltender in the modern era has had that. Don't forget about the multiple heart trophies, the perennial heart trophy finalist. Just fantastic for us and for you. We hope to have had the dominator with us this time around. We'll see you next time on Instigators Overtime presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos.